0: Hi, this is Sherry Chris. I'm excited to be coming to your home soon. For 25 years, you have been coming to Inman Connect. Now, Connect is coming to you. Find out details at Inman.com.
1: Hi, this is Brad Inman with my Daily Dispatch. Seven years ago, I introduced my new IFYs to the Inman community. Madly in love with her. I was very proud of Yaz. You all embraced her in ways I am forever grateful. Smart, beautiful, alive, and yes, a trans woman. She helped me reshape the company when I came back to run it six years ago. Right away, she pointed out to me that the real estate community is a very diverse and colorful industry, everyone different with their own stories. She said, You should play all the keys in this grand piano, which I tried to do. Two people I recall fondly during this time were Kim Colapretti and Chavi Home, partners in the infamous Team Diva Real Estate Company, part of Caldwell Banker Bain in Seattle. Exceptional leaders in our industry, who are we lucky? We are very lucky to have. They are my guests today. Greetings, Kim. Greetings, Chavi.
2: Hello, Hello. Brad. How, how are you, how you two doing? Fabulous! <laughs> oh, We're doing great. It.
1: Thank you so much for
2: having us on the show today, and thanks for doing this podcast. It's so great! I mean, it's it always something us, to look
0: forward to in the morning. Absolutely, it makes us feel like more connected to our inmate community, and, totally. and I think that's always a it's always a plus. I mean, yeah.
1: Well, I thought of you okay. two right away when I started oh. this, and uh, you know, I had to go through all those those CEO guys, <laughs> and, you know, try to. You, Get get some audience, but now we got a big audience for you. People are gonna be really <laughs> excited that. to see you. So I would say you're well, way down in the list. You're like right at the prime time when we oh, built an audience. Yeah, so, well, I think only twelve you- people watched Ryan Schneider or listen to Ryan, but we're gonna have thousands <laughs> to to
2: you. I'm glad I you love you, a- Ryan. I love you, Ryan. <laughs> I'm glad you waited for the big audience to have us on. You know, yeah, that's what you so-
0: two deserve.
2: We exactly. are divas, so. Well, exactly. uh, I
0: think my very first Inman Connect, someone was like, why are you in the back row? I was like, we are D-listed divas. We're just there
2: <laughs> for good times <laughs> yeah. and insight. Um, we so. moved up to the front pretty quickly. Exactly. Oh,
1: good. Well, you, you deserve to be right in the front. Wow. And, uh, anyway, um, let's, let's get started here. Uh, you know, I'd love to get um, your uh, just brief history, one of you. like where you met and how you started business together and uh because you you've you've married love and business all in one i think right do i have Uh, a right
2: yeah pretty much yeah so um well i'll start and chavi jump in um so chavi and i i was working at the northwest northwest aids foundation kind of in the peak of the aids epidemic in the early 90s mid 90s um and then chavi joined the came on to the you know Northwest AIDS Foundation, and I was doing policy and she started communications, but then you moved to insurance, insurance. which is, because
0: at the time, um, a lot of uh, insurers, which is really interesting, weren't, it's providing. Parallel to, weren't providing care for uh, people for were for end of life or or people who had an HIV or AIDS uh, diagnosis. So the state stepped in to basically produce, to fill in on that insurance.
1: Yeah. So, I remember, not to stop your story, but I remember ahead. I was a journalist in the the 80s, I was in San Francisco, so it yeah, hit yeah. hard and totally. hit home really, really bad um, where I was. But uh, one of the things that I wrote a lot about during that period was different, you know, the discrimination,
0: yeah. particularly in
1: housing towards yeah. uh, uh, people with HIV, and, for that matter, yeah. in, any, you know, gay, lesbian, whatever, the discrimination. Yeah. But one of the one, what story that resonated with the readers was there was a law in California that you had to disclose whether someone had died in a house. Yeah. And, but the HIV death had a p- particular significance. You can imagine now with Corona, like, Same no thing. person died of the coronavirus. Right. And it brought up all these gnarly, difficult issues. Um, and that, that's the kind of stuff I used to love to write about it, because it had all that kind of controversy and difficultness around yeah. it. But anyway, keep going, Kim. I cut you off. Okay. I love it. Oh, no, it's
2: okay. Um, and when I just, just to, just to piggyback on that quickly, it is interesting because Chavi and I have been talking about how there's a lot of things in the Corona pandemic that mimic, for us, the AIDS epidemic. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely eye-opening for us to go through this process again in a very different way. But so we met at the Northwest AIDS Foundation, both of us doing community work. Um, and then I left at some point, cause I'm like, I'm tired of being broke. Um and went I mean honestly um there's and no shame in money Kim. <laughs> it's also, it's a it was a it was a um, it was a hard time it was a hard time, and at some point, I was just like, I need a break from this, you sure. know people die every day and fighting with Republicans for money is wears on you after a while, so I just joined Caldwell Banker and became a real estate agent just out of the blue and um was in real estate for seven almost eight years and then Chavi decided to <laughs> quit her job at Starbucks. So, I, so three months time, before the recession.
0: <laughs> so before, so I I quit in March, and then you remember November 2008. I'm sure. Yeah. It brings Lehman up. Brothers crap. The, the Lehman World Brothers craft. Yep. and Yep. Like Corona.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I was like, this whole like last couple like this last month. I was like, there are so many parallels. I feel like our entire career
2: has just been truncated into three right. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's amazing, isn't it? It's
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a kind lot of uh, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because Xavi and I always talk about how Team Diva was born kind of in, this, like, in these times of crisis and tension. So when, when stuff like this happens, not that it's easy for us, but it's almost like um, like uh, forcing us into this new world of innovation and kind of like just testing like our grit in yeah. being part of this process and being part of this community.
1: You know, that brings up an interesting um, question. The Inman community really grew during that period. But people did. like you that got into real estate and somehow discovered Inman. And yeah. they, there was a certain uh, affinity to Inman more maybe than the other classic places people went. I don't know exactly, but it, it was, you know, you hear, I hear it all the time. People said, I got into business after the crisis. Yeah. I'm wondering, what do you think, you know, that shaped the industry in a new and different, and fun way? I think I...
2: I, oh, is absolutely. this going to have
1: the same effect? Are people going to, you know, want to be real oh, estate yeah. agents in a new generation? What, <laughs> what might so. let, let, let's predict? You know, <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> unqualified
1: <stopping these> forecast. <laughs> okay.
0: okay.
2: Three well,
0: I honestly, that 2012 Edmond Connect, um, and I this is like where I think the universe like just connects you with the right people. I, we happen to sit in the same row as Stacy Staub, Greg Fisher, uh, Heather Ostrom. Heather Ostrom. Uh, we yeah, had Jones. and Jones, and so, and all of these people were on now, like if you like look at us like eight years later, we're in this tech stream with each other and literally Greg's like, you need to apply for this grant, the CARES Act PPP grant, like mm. this is how you do it. And so, I, I mean, I always feel that, um, I, I mean, it was really, I really loved the idea of having Inman Connect go online, because mm. in the middle of June, uh, just because I was like, this really gives us an opportunity to re- not only reconnect, but at this point, we're seniors in this. And like, how do we bring new people to this community, right? Yeah,
1: like, yeah. How, exactly.
0: do we, how do we help this next generation who have not had hardship in the real estate industry? They've already yeah. had a good market. They haven't probably experienced an epidemic before. How do you like, how do we bring that I mean, into this foray? And I don't see other... I, frankly, I don't see I don't see Nars stepping up in that like process. I definitely do not see our own company, Cold Banker, doing those type of things. So I do I agree with you. I do think this is an incredible opportunity.
1: Yeah. Well, Ryan Serhan said, I'm curious what, if yeah. you've seen this. He says because at least in New York, where they've been hit really hard, that um, again we're in that situation where people can't get a job. And guess what? Hey, yeah. I can become a realtor. Yeah. Even if it's a terrible time like you did, right. uh, Shabi, during you know 2008 yeah. nine um, and. I said to him, "Who who are these people? This is the next generation, maybe. This yeah. is a whole new crowd of people. Great. It'll be interesting to see, and you know, we'll embrace them wholeheartedly. But it'll be it'll be fun Absolutely. to watch." Well,
2: I now, let's go. Go, go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, so no, no, really, it's it's really interesting that I that you, I think this conversation is really fascinating because I feel like every time something dramatic happens that changes the industry, it does suck in people who have felt maybe not like they would belong in the industry in the past. And now that door is opening for those people to come in and maybe have a new level of influence in how this industry progresses into the future.
1: Uh, Yeah, fresh blood's always good. When you invite, (laughs) you know, if you have the same old party with the same old friends, you talk about the same old shit, it's going to get a few random people off the street and then you have a real party, right?
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Hi, this is Bob Hale. I'm excited. I may be coming to your home soon. For 25 years you have been coming to inman connect now connect is coming to you find out the details at inman.com
1: how does a company that you know they do a few charitable things every once in a while but how do you bake it into your dna and it's so much a part of you and how much so much why i respect you Talk talk about that both of you
2: well i mean i think like we said we started out working in the AIDS crisis so it's impossible to go from that level of community involvement to real estate and not have it carry over you know it's just it's impossible and it's interesting cuz Chavi and I both view real estate as a or at least I view real estate as being community leaders i mean yeah, that we, we, do. I mean, we, we we're in service to other people right like, every day right in a microcosm yeah. way like client by client so, I mean, Chavi and I have always been involved in throwing parties and getting fundraisers for people. And it was interesting because the, the first week of this epidemic here in Seattle, we had a friend visiting from New York who's a dancer, famous choreographer. He was putting on a show and literally the day after he showed up, things started to blow up in Seattle um, and it got a little scary and the governor started putting on these restrictions and then his husband flew in from New York and within two days after getting here became ill Oh boy! and quarantined himself in the basement. By some miracle, he got tested. I don't know how, but some miracle they tested him. It took seven days to get the test back. So for seven days, we were just like in quarantine, like freak out mode. Like, what if he has COVID? Is he going to get, you know, how sick will he get? And we were watching all of Raja's shows.
0: Like, I mean, he was basically, it was he was getting ready to bring his first performance to Broadway. So it was going to be a
2: pivotal year yeah. for him. That and he was doing everything was canceled. Again, yeah. Everything. everything. So in that week that we were like in crisis, um, in quarantine, our friend, my, our nephew actually, both Raja and his husband Colin, we consider them our nephews. They're so close to us. We're, we're waiting for his test results to come back. We were seeing things get shut down across the country and all of Raja's friends and all of our friends who are in theater and our theater friends losing all their jobs for the next yeah. six months or longer and a lot of these folks also have side hustle jobs that were their that service industry related bartenders you know w- working in restaurants those jobs disappearing so the crisis just got you know worse for us and and then one You know, as you do in the middle of a quarantine, when you're drinking, and and Collins
0: and Collins' test came back
2: positive, Collins' test came back positive. So we were
0: definitely in quarantine. Like, so I mean, yeah. yeah, So we're like, well, you're better now, and we're in quarantine. And if we have it, we have it. So we should do something. We should throw a party,
2: right? So we were were like drinking and playing games one night in quarantine, and we're like, let's just do a Zoom party. And I don't know, this crazy idea came up, and we just started calling people the next day. Literally, we we planned that. uh, a Zoom variety hour fundraiser in eight hours. Love like it. start to finish. It was, I mean, it was finish amazing. And got yeah, and we, 17 performers, raised $1,000. And Ew. it was just, and thank you, of course, for supporting us on that. That was really yeah. great that you helped out by buying tickets. And so many great people just, just bought tickets just to support, just even to if support the artists. There. So we yeah. were able
0: to make a, and then Kim and I just rounded it up. So we were able to make a $65. Donation to each of the artists, and I mean, it's not a lot of money, but it gave us yeah, this. Yeah, like, yeah. But it kind of gave us this. What? What? It, the 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 downstream effect of it is that other arts organizations were watching because of the caliber of performers we had, and they're like, "Oh, we this is that. how we can do this." So it just yeah. like kind of gave them this other opportunity, which I thought, and I still think, is fascinating. Like, kind of amazing to kind of see how this is going to unfold. So
1: yeah, yeah. So that that see that's. It's in your soul. And you're also advocates, which I love. You're advocates yeah. for your community. You're not ashamed or embarrassed to take a position. Tell us about that, because that's yeah. a lot of realtors <laughs> will go, no politics, no religion. Oh, God. Know, no. No <laughs> sex, no rock and roll.
0: I mean <laughs> what they're saying is like, don't have a life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is just not really like that's not real, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean that's it's it. I don't know how I mean it's it's very hard for me. And regardless of where your politics lie. It's very hard for us as people who have these intimate relationships with our clients and consider them part of, like, we call our clients diva land and they're part of our, our diva land family. How do you have a relationship with a family that you serve in such an intimate way and keep a whole part of your personality and what's valuable to you shut off from them? Yeah. Like Like, does it make yeah, it? Absolutely.
0: And kind of going back to your point, Brad, I do. I mean, I feel like when we're talking about this next generation of realtors, like that's like who I hope blossoms. Like these people who are like super passionate about this thing and are able to kind of put themselves out there. Because I mean, this this environment is going to reward the video stars, right? Yeah. Like this is, and there's a lot of agents out there, and you could you probably have seen the training come through that just don't understand how to perform and part of it's performative but like it's like don't understand how to to do this
1: yeah i think there's a we talk about internally there's a new form of media being created here you know i think the bloggers were the real disruptors initially but i think uh, and yeah, social really wasn't media. It was communication. I, I didn't look at it as media. In fact, it was anything, a lot of misinformation, <laughs> a lot of good things about it. But, you know, a lot of it feels like this is real. It's you're in your home. It's kind of fact based because it's you're talking about like you all are right here now, you know, in front of me. And you're kind of uh, you're screened by your friends, but you're holding your friends together. I, I think It's a new form of media being it's all I, when i say this people like scream i said you know <laughs> TikTok kind of came on started doing this we actually had to choreograph something create something yeah. do something it reminds me of the old days of of youtube when i started to turn here where creators there's a new generation of creators here uh in the corona period that i i don't know what i'm talking about but no, it, no i think I, you're no, I, I think you're totally correct because
0: like i mean a little bit of like well what is the um like what is like this this disruption i mean obviously we're dealing with an economic disruption a healthcare disruption a housing disruption in many respects too if as like rental strikes and mortgage strikes take hold there's this massive shift and the i think in some many respects like like our kind of our higher calling to come to this space is like well how do we give voice to that one and two how do we just make sure we all make it. So, I mean, yeah. like, do you want to, we should tell uh, Brad about our friend, Sam, who our client and friend who's basically volunteering at a
2: food oh, bank. Oh, yeah, our friend, yeah. our friend Sam has um, decided to start volunteering at the Rainier Valley Food Bank. Because they be a volunteers. great realtor. I'm like, yeah, when you're ready. We really. <laughs> 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 her she's a great realtor. She's an yeah. educator, but yeah. I'm not. Diva her.
1: land training. <laughs> right. That qualifies you to be a realtor. Tell
2: exactly. me about it. Basically. Um, and she she was like, oh, we are desperately in need of grocery bags because they have volunteers and food and nothing to put the food in. So Chavi and I immediately just started calling people we know and were able to gather like 500 grocery bags in you know a short period of time. But it's that, yeah. it, it's that little bit of, the thing that realtors sometimes forget is that their network is so big, Amazing. Huge, Yeah. and they're... they're like the ability to reach out to your network and get some, even something minor, like a few hundred grocery bags. Yeah. Take five minutes to do. You know what's so
1: great about that? You think about it. The, the, the argument is often, how can I serve my clients? Which is certainly really important. We shouldn't sure. dismiss that. No. But also, like you just said, that's that's an army of people that you yeah. can rally, that love you already because you yeah. don't get a house if you did your job with a tech <laughs> Well And... Uh, that that represents a huge force. It's like, uh, reminds me of the old Saul Alinsky community organizing principles, you know, getting people, uh, who have a, a mutual self-interest. And who has more of a mutual self-interest than people that live side by side in the community? Exactly.
2: Yeah. I love that you mentioned Solinsky because I cut my teeth on reading Solinsky and being a radical activist before I went into <laughs> AIDS activism. Well, a lot
1: of us all started there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Can admit it very openly in some settings, but no. what the hell I do. Hey, though, right, I, I, let's <laughs> move from these are great okay. stories, by the way. Let's move. Okay. Maybe I'll ask each of you like what are two things, three things, one thing, if you're not oriented where you are, while like you are, from your roots and everything, what are some things that to think about it differently? Maybe not so much examples go and do a food bank or whatever, but what are collect bags, but what is some how does a company company owner, small broker owner, mm-hmm. in a neighborhood? kind of retool their thinking any any advice as we wrap this up I think that's oh, is, pe- a lot of people uh, hear this and want to be like you but oddly enough it's not really clear to people how to do some of these things I mean you have to tell me things Yasui says I have to tell you something three times Before, <laughs> you're and uh but but help help our folks out here at Indianville.
2: Kim why don't you start and then oh sure yeah I mean I think a really good point is to just during this time when we're all very isolated in our homes and in this microcosm of our own little quadrant of people, but connected globally in a different way, right? We're all experiencing the same crisis, which is so rare that we're all experiencing the same type of anxiety and stress. In some ways that focusing on the fact that we are all part of this global community is a really easy way for folks to make that leap from, here's what I do on this little daily basis to help my clients here and there, to, oh, everyone out here is experiencing what I'm experiencing. And in the time when realtors don't have the capacity to work in the extent that they have been working, because even if you are considered essential like we are, um, which not every state is doing that, there's all this, you know, you probably have more free time than you used to it just takes a minute to sit and think what is my neighbor what's going on in my neighborhood and what's happening in my neighborhood that i can take a moment to become part of and help out with it doesn't have to be something grandiose like throwing a variety show or even just volunteering in a food bank it could be as simple as starting with what or what do my clients need right you know like yeah, you yeah. mentioned on your on your podcast about your Realer just showing up and dropping off something at your house.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. With no expectation, no follow-up, no text. Would you like like,
2: that? Just thinking about (laughs) what, like, you know, if you have, like, a a community pantry, just going and taking something in the community, pantry, like, starting that, those small moments of thinking outside the box of little things you could do for your community. Just make that connection. I think for people, I and leave
1: like beer. I leave beer in my mailbox for the delivery people, oh, and I have a note please. there. This is for delivery. But the other day, I looked out and I said, "I think that's my neighbor stealing my beer." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Fantastic. go. go ahead, Chobby. Like,
0: I would say from a tactical standpoint, because I think your um, your point about like it's so difficult for people. People philosophically, I think, agree with us. When it comes time for action it's it's like messy and it's complicated and i think there's a one there's a like a level of people not wanting to implement until it's perfect and but we're in the middle mm-hmm. of a crisis and you just have to you have to implement imperfectly and that's yeah. really difficult i think in the real estate industry like it's just it's just not that's not it's a contrary a lot of the work we do, so I think like I if it was me and I I mean well like we manage six people but let's say I'm my managing broker and I manage a hundred people, I would adopt a school that needed devices because there's a lot of kids that are not getting the resources they need to school at home. I would adopt a food bank and say we need to raise money and/or do a food drive or do those things. And then the the top line thing I would do is like I would make personal phone calls to each of my real estate agents and just like just check in with them and like, how are you? Do you need help applying for unemployment right now? Did you hear about these three projects? Hey, I have some information about that. And that is really because like like to Kim's point, like we're all experiencing this crisis and we're all alone in our houses. Like think about, and realtors like their a lot of their self confidence comes from like I did this deal, my stats. This thing, and they're just at home not working, and then there's a yeah. level of insecurity that. there.
1: Yeah. Well, you know that the the, the uh, my CEO at Inman, Josh Albertson, he he's really good at this. He he in the morning just sends, "How are you?" to me, yeah. like uh-huh. in the old days it'd be, "You ready to go over the PL or did you see <laughs> right. did you see the people that are freaking out about your editorial?" Um, <laughs> but now it's just how are you, and it's just so, like, and and having him do that with me help me learn how important that is. Maybe before I jump into everything like I always do, you know, that you just start by asking how someone's doing. Because we all know that question has never been more important. Like you could be freaking out. You could be having a bad day. You could have learned that a friend or a family member is ill. You could be ill. So, you know, as Josh said, you should play all the keys in this grand piano. You two are two keys in that piano that I love to death. And, And thank you so much for doing this. Uh, This is Brad Inman checking out.